Welcome to Passion Fruits, a passion project for passionate people. I'm your blind melon, Daniel. And I'm your tomato with a tood, Adam. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the few of yours that I actually like. <laughs> you, you know what, Daniel? Well done on actually using the fruit as well. I'm very oh. proud of you. <laughs> Suck my <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> uh, so, Adam... <laughs> What do we do on this podcast? Ah, D- Daniel, this podcast is just one of a kind. Vulture they, rated us number one for 2022. They, <laughs> they can see into the future. Yeah. Uh, yes, we, we, uh, it is. It, it is a goal that will be that will soon be realized. But on this podcast, mm-hmm. on Passion Fruits, we talk about how, and I guess more specifically, what takes a person from being a casual fan of something yeah, to being totally. a passionate fanatic of that thing and Mm -hmm. thing is an all-encompassing term Uh, right we talk about music bands we talk about movies books Mm -hmm. hobbies activities jobs uh just anything and everything in between we can talk about how we can talk about how people like to pick their noses or to you know you know put on lip balm uh kind of grow uh you know, you know, every five seconds, it could be anything. <laughs> anything, I that tell sounds you. Sounds like someone who may need uh, some help uh, rather than talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, but. You, you know, you know what? It's a good thing that we're both authorized psychologists. That you know, <laughs> doctors. <laughs> <if you> right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of doctors, we have a great episode. A great subject that we're going to talk about today with a good friend of the podcast, number one fan on the show, beats out all the other fans. Um, Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, Daniel. Uh, So I am Orange Goo Goo Robert. And you're here to talk to us about... About picking my nose, I think is that's what uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here on. to. T- I'm here to talk about <laughs> lip balm and putting it on. Yeah, every yeah. seconds. <laughs> no, I, um, go ahead. I'm here to talk about uh, the incredible television show Scrubs. Woo, woo, hoo, and we are very much looking forward to to digging in and talking more about Scrubs. Like, what is a scrub? Is it? And I'm assuming that we are not talking about the music video. S- you know, don't want no scrubs by yeah, TLC, not right? Not was... that classic. <laughs> How many times are we going to make that joke on this episode? Uh, we should put like a like we a ding like no a dinger. Scrubs. Yeah, a, yeah, a counter. I'll it, count every time someone's mentioned it. All right, exactly. that's once. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Robert is here to talk to us about his love and passion for the uh, sitcom Scrubs. Does anybody want to start on Passion Fruitspedia? Adam, Robert, sure. Uh, let, let's let's. I'll I'll start us out with Passion Fruitspedia. So to to set the stage, if you yes, will, please. Uh, Scrubs is an American medical comedy drama television series created by Bill Lawrence that aired from October second, two thousand one, all the way through March seventeenth, two thousand ten. Originally on NBC and later on ABC. Mm. Uh, it follows the lives and exploits of doctors at the fictional Sacred Heart Hospital, which is a teaching hospital. And the title is a play 
on surgical surgical scrubs, aka the the garb that people wear during uh, during that medical professionals wear during surgeries or medical uh, medical activities. You know those those things. <laughs> medical <laughs> activities, you know. And- those uh, kind of important things like medical activity. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's also a term for a low-ranking person because because at the beginning of the series, most of the main characters main characters are medical interns. Uh, mm. AKA, you know, if we harken back to that song, I don't want no scrubs, I'm pretty oh. sure TLC would Number not two. want to uh, get with any of the original cast members because they are low-ranking people. Exactly. Yeah. They were... Um, Hanging out their best friend's ride. Yep. And and um, essentially, this is all a, a big uh, socio-political commentary on classism and the modern caste system within uh, U.S. culture. It's very serious. Very, very serious. I was serious. like, what section is Adam in on the outline? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, just, just further commentary. Exactly. The the series was noted, and as we, as we continue with Passion Fruitspedia and Robert, you are the passionate, and you are the uh, uh, our our resident expert. So feel free to hop in here whenever you want to. But you're a resident, haha, <laughs> like a <laughs> medical guy. Yeah, do you, do you get it? Doing medical it. activities, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Robert. Um, what do you have to say about the show, uh, the, other than what Adam said? Well, besides the fact that Daniel, I think, was very wrong in calling it a sitcom. Um, I, oh, I sorry. A dramedy? Dramedy is, is probably more correct. Yeah, I mean, uh, sorry. I think, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a great um, exploitation of understanding what young people that are in the medical field go through. Um, and yeah, they, it's it's definitely done in a funny way, but I think it's also has a lot of reality to it and deals with death and and those sorts of things. So it's not a, a standard, typical comedy um, like some of the other shows. Who does it star, Robert? Well, it, it, it stars a couple different folks. Uh, but oh, Zach Braff is the the main person. You might have heard his name before. Uh, very famous Garden State Grammy winner for his mixtape uh, for the Garden State uh, movie. Mm. Um, but he's one of the main ones. Then uh, Turk uh, uh, is Donald Faison. Um, Elliot Reed, Sarah Chalk, Judy Reyes. Um, there's, yeah, there's a, a great cast of folks. Um, and a lot of people, in, in my opinion, that weren't super well known at the beginning. So like Perry Cox had his, the John C. McGinley had done uh, platoon and a couple other movies, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it was people that I didn't know before scrubs. Yeah. I mean, for, for Jade, for, for Zach Braff and Sarah Chalk and Judy Reyes, I mean, that was pretty much their first. There was their breakout role because right? Donald Faison had done Clueless. Um, Clueless, yeah, and remember the Titans. I think oh, right man. beforehand, yeah. yeah. But I mean, clear, clearly he wasn't the the main main character in either of those movies, right? But. Is Zach Braff trying to egot? I'm sure he got an Emmy for. Uh, yeah, Scrub. He's, he's talked about it. So he's he hasn't won an Emmy. I think the only thing he's won is what? a Grammy, right? Um, I think uh, the only thing he's won is a Grammy. And when he talked about winning an EGOT, that was the, like the last thing he expected to get was a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that shows you how e- fucking easy it is to get a Grammy. Yeah. We could probably get a Grammy by submitting one of our fucking episodes. Well, and that's Donald makes fun of him a lot on their podcast. And um, <laughs> because he literally won it for garden state, which was just a mixtape that he put together 
Right. He won a Grammy for putting together like, you know, a good mixtape that he wrote something on. Oh, that's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. Good time. I'm learning so much. Oh yeah. Uh we we will get into this later on in the episode as well, but the show ran for technically 9 seasons. Technically. Uh, but uh it's it's uh, among the Scrubs fan base, season nine is rarely spoken uh, spoken upon. But I would, I, I will make commentary on season nine later on down the road. Um, and and obviously, Robert, you're welcome to to chime in on that. Um, I think the what other about me, Adam. Am I allowed to chime in? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm just in the backseat for this <laughs> um, <little> ride. <laughs> and and for. Correct me if I'm wrong, Robert, but I think because what didn't what like ABC owned or developed the show, but it was aired on NBC and it mm-hmm. made some like weird scheduling stuff going on between there. Mm-hmm. And originally it aired on AB on, on NBC, and then season nine was on ABC. I think, I think season yeah. eight might have started on ABC because that's oh, when yeah. started, that's when they did like I think um, like the a couple episodes that are close retired. Tied to yep. I've got it right here, guys. Season eight starts on ABC and season nine. Yep. But before that, NBC all the time. You know, NBC stands for never be closing. ABC stands for always oh, be closing. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the the other thing is it was so weird. And once again, we can talk about this a little bit later on, but because it was in this weird stage of limbo between the two networks, scrubs never really got the, the airtime, like the prime airtime that it really needed, needed to have to, for full success. Cause it was always just moved around. Yeah, but I always think it, it's had crazy, crazy numbers, like crazy high numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't in like primetime slots, like other shows. Yeah. Um, I think season two is still one of like NBC's highest rating uh, seasons that they've done. It's crazy. I'm looking at the ratings right now. The uh, premiere of season two had 22.3 million viewers. It's just Colin Hay coming in. You know, <laughs> that's what we get. Bill, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, it's Colin Hay and, you know, the whole gang getting back together for season yeah. two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like we're bringing it all back together for season three second episode season three right here well yeah as robert corrected me this is a uh american dramedy that aired on nbc then later abc but really what's what we really want to get down into is robert and adam um and maybe myself a little bit um how did you guys get into this show because it's i i know that Nowadays, a lot of people are talking about The Office. Like, The Office is always on people's mind as, like, the great uh, sitcom. And I know that Scrubs isn't a sitcom, but um, the great sitcom that came out during those, like, early to mid-2000s. I know Scrubs is up there, but you often don't hear about it in the same conversation as about, like, The Office or other shows of that time. So how, how did you guys get into um, scrubs? Whatever the hell this show is called. <laughs> Robert, take, take it away for us. If, sure. If you want. I have an incredible story. Um, actually, here we go. Missed the first couple seasons. Um, Cause it started in 2001. Um, I was, I think at 10 or 11 in 2001. So pretty young to be watching some of this stuff. 
Uh, but I watched reruns on Comedy Central late middle school, early high school. Um, and that's where I started to like, I would just have it on uh, right before I went to sleep. Um, Cause I had a TV in my room. That was really cool. Whoa. What? Yeah. Wow. Damn. Who knew we were hanging out with the coolest kid on the block? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure Robert would not have been one, wanted to have been my friend in high school. That makes no, me really sad. <laughs> he was like, do you have a TV in your room? No. Get out of here. Loser. From nine to 10 on comedy central. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I remember watching it and, and thinking it was funny, but in college uh, it was a weird time. Um, I had a breakup that was kind of tough and, there was like a couple of weeks or a month that I decided I was going to read all of Harry Potter, uh, mm. watch all of scrubs and teach myself how to play guitar a little bit better. Um, so that's well, really it, when I became uh, a true fan of scrubs. I would imagine that during that time going through a breakup, I mean like scrubs is never about relationships. It's always like never. very surface level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JD <laughs> always has like a very stable relationship with whoever he's with, <laughs> like not going through uh, multiple partners in the season, you know? All right. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no daddy issues, no mommy issues, right. you know, nothing, nothing of the sort. So college was when you really got into became yeah. like a passionate fanatic for scrubs. Yeah. And so I guess I, I watched like season seven and eight, like in high school, early college. And then I think season nine came out when I was in college and I was like, Oh, okay. Mm. Um, but then after that, just decided to rewatch it and it was incredible. So um, that's when I made sure I like hit every episode. Cause you know, watching on TV, you'd, you'd probably miss some, I, I'd gotten some right. seasons on DVD. Um, but for the most part, I wanted to make sure to watch it all the way through. So I'll- yeah, I was going to ask, I mean, this is still, I'm assuming, pre-streaming era for the most part. Because, I mean, Scrubs has only come on uh, Hulu and Amazon Prime within the last year and a half. Right, right, right. So I think the only opportunity to watch it was either like random, you know, uh, syndicated reruns or on DVD. Yeah. So how, how did you manage that if you were going to watch the entirety of the series? Before uh, streaming. Yeah, binging before streaming is... Quite the Crazy. conundrum. Um, so I I acquired a couple of seasons and then just in my dorm found people that had the other DVDs. Um, so yeah. <laughs> you just went, knocked on people's doors. You, hey, went, you, have a, hey, you, got, you got that scrubs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I had like five or six seasons of scrubs. So it was only a couple that I was missing, but. Oh, yeah, thank God. DVD. Whew. Weird. Do you still have those DVDs? I, I think I have like two seasons maybe. And I'm pretty sure oh. I got one or two of them from a blockbuster. Oh, when they were closing down, you were like, got to scoop gotta those scoop up. Scoop up the scrubs, yeah. <laughs> scoop up the scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my not very impressive getting into scrub story. Well, I thought it was pretty impressive going through a breakup, Harry Potter, guitar. Wow. Well, so how good did you get a guitar? Really shitty. Not good. At- <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm pretty good at knowing what's going on in Harry Potter and okay at uh, knowing what's going on in Scrubs. So, so yeah, you, like Harry Potter and Scrubs just like pushed all of the guitar info out of your brain. And <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll, we'll get to, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about what we love about Scrubs so much later on. But um, one of the big things that I did was I would hear things on Scrubs and then like search them and try to learn how to play some of the songs. So, oh, nice. Big for me as well. 
That that is one of those things about Scrubs, and once again, we we will we will definitely talk about about this later on. But I always love the soundtrack too. Like, there is some phenomenal music that I discovered, or at least recognized on Scrubs, that is oh, sure. that have been trans translated and transferred over to uh, uh, this. That's that's one of the reasons I watched Garden State was because I knew Zach Braff had had a had a as he put together a very good soundtrack for that movie. But I always appreciated what he did for music uh on the on the show so grammy award-winning soundtrack for yes um yeah grammy award-winning zach braff um Um, one weird thing because we've been watching it on hulu um there's one episode where there was one song and i know that's like that's a huge issue with a lot of like the streaming services now is that like when they first aired the show the channel who was airing the show had the license to the song. Mm-hmm. Now when it's streaming, they don't have license to the song, but there was one episode we watched where, wait, can I, can I try to guess Daniel, which one it was? Sure. Go was ahead. It, was it the scene where, uh, JD and well, this happens every season, one of the seasons where JD and Elliot <laughs> hook up. Uh, cause there's one, it's the, the song is coral dream. Uh, the band is, uh, the coral dreaming of you. Uh, it's like doom, do doom, no, no, this song like some Latin song, and it's very different. This song was very about different. like Jesus and like getting on your knees and pr- like literally was talking about Jesus and spreading your arms wide and praising wow. Jesus, and it was very out of place. Yeah, it was an interesting one. Anyway, that's yeah, yeah. neither here nor there, but an interesting, interesting time that we live in with streaming services and such. Right. So, Robert, what a you say you started watching it in like middle and high school, but what originally pulled you to the show itself? Mm. Like well, it- I, I thought to be funny, you had to watch comedy central. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's kind of what made me like, turn on at night. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, were you, were you there? Were you there like taking notes? It's like, ha 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 ha. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get a laugh. When the guy says this, uh, yeah. So actually, um, so medicine is is something I'm, I work in healthcare. I'm, I'm not a clinician, so I don't actually help people. Um, but it was always something very intriguing to me. My uh, mom was a pastor growing up. So I, I got used to going to visit people in the congregation um, that were in the hospital. I was like a therapy dog type thing. Um, so I went, in, <laughs> I, went, I went to the hospital really uh, in, in nursing homes a lot growing up. Um, and so it, it just kind of triggered an interest in, um, seeing these uh, scrubs really opened up my eyes to saying, oh, you know, young people that are human and normal and silly and broken and they become physicians and uh, help treat people. And so I think that that really opened my eyes and, and interest me in the show. Hmm. And I thought it was really funny. Um, well, I have to say that um, even though you're in the medical field, but you say you don't help people, you help us by coming on our episode, Robert. Thank you. So thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. And they say that laughter is the best medicine. So really, right. it, like, it is like you are a clinician right now, Robert. Like uh, so. fucking Patch Adams. Are you Patch Adams? I would love to be Patch Adams. <laughs> a swimming pool full of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, we've actually just been watching Patch Adams over and over again. <laughs> I don't know who Zach. Season Braff six or... of uh, Patch Adams. That's what you're watching. 
Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It was the, it's the uh, Cartoon Network cartoon version of Patch Adams called Young Patch Adams. It's, it's the episode called My Adams Patch uh, in in season nine that no one's ever seen. Right? Yeah, it's the episode I made. <laughs> <laughs> your fan, um, your your Scrubs fan fiction, of which we know yeah, you've written exactly. a lot of. Wait, Robert, do you have Scrubs fan fiction? I don't. Um, so Did I, I try and. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I have, I feel like I do have a little bit of imposter syndrome because I do love this show, um, uh, Passion mm-hmm. Fruits, and I've listened to a lot of you guys and, oh. and really enjoy it. And I would love, I've always wanted to be on it. It's taken until season three. I was hoping to get on earlier, <laughs> but you got to come I'm up with some bullshit like Will, like Hamburg State. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I've struggled. Um, I don't, I, I'm very interested in a lot of things and will like go into it for a couple months. So it's always interesting to hear y'all's perspective on things because I get to learn what actual fans of things like. Um, but uh, yeah, I, the Scrubs is, is something that I'm definitely very interested in. Um, Dan- Daniel, it sounds like we have a core demographic of one so far. So we really, really hit that. Uh, when we when we have our well. episode, when we have our episode where we talk about you and me, Adam, then we'll have make sure that Robert is our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else. I am I'm a fan of passion fruits. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Robert. That uh, yes. that means a lot. It does. So we've heard kind of how Robert has gotten into scrubs or got into scrubs. How, cause it also sounds like that you're very passionate about this show. How did you find scrubs? How did you become so passionate about this show? So similarly, um, I can't remember. So I watched it starting in high school. I actually can't remember exactly when it came on, but I always remember that it was on, it was like a, um, it was, the first couple of seasons were syndicated by that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would watch it. I can't, uh, I can't remember exactly which, which channel I was watching on, but I always knew that I, I could come home from school and, and watch it, you know, like, you know, two or three episodes or something like that. Crack open a Miller. Miller oh yeah. Life, turn yeah. on Comedy Central, watch some scrubs. Yeah. You know, pour, pour through some, you know, some AP history work and be like, exactly. time for some scrubs. Let's crack open a cold one. Um, <laughs> this is a, you know, watch, watch the news at, at six 30 and then right. watch some scrubs. Yeah. That's how I got into it. And I had not seen like seasons all the way through probably until, um, after we graduated college because that was the first time i had access to like the entire the uh the entire internet yeah exactly we went to this amish college where they didn't allow the internet (laughs) so yeah i was gonna say i don't remember you really watching it in college the funny thing is it's part of it part of the reason there is you know obviously one we lived with other people um Mm. and it was hogging the boat and everything uh, almost. Some people were just playing, uh, playing Halo all the time. Never got a chance Dude, to do anything. <laughs> Dick. Uh, Damn it! Like I remember talking to a couple of my girlfriend at that point in time's friends who liked Scrubs because that was the other thing. No one else liked Scrubs that I knew of, mm. um, and so wasn't gonna like go along and like watch scrubs by myself because that would have been weird um like right. in in the like in our you know dorm common room or, or or whatnot and i didn't have any seasons on dvd so i couldn't rewatch mm. them in that sense you weren't um, cool like robert 
Exactly. I wasn't right. cool yeah. like Robert. <laughs> but the I remember watching the last episode uh of season eight, the my you know, my finale. I remember watching that with one of our friends back then, like the only per- other person who liked scrubs. And I remember tearing mm-hmm. up a little bit about that. But then I actually purchased some of the seasons on Amazon when they became wow. available to stream, just because I mm-hmm. wanted to watch them watch watch the seasons and then as soon as it came on hulu i've been binging it <laughs> essentially so yeah that's how i got into it. and i i remember i enjoy it was so witty and it was so different from a lot of the other comedy shows on tv because one of the things that we we talked about before you know it's not it's not a sitcom um it's a single camera show and it more aligns to those people who are uh who like you know, like The Office or like Parks and Recreation, or any, any of those kind of single camera, uh, single camera shows. And that was actually one of the things that they noted about Scrubs. It was one of the first single camera comedies that wasn't, you know, obviously, you know, a four camera, four camera sitcom that became popular. And no one thought that a show like that would do would do well because people don't, mm-hmm. you know, the the audiences at that at that time didn't understand uh, single camera comedies. They just think, didn't think it would it would do very well so i just remember it was it was quirky but it was really serious and there were some really good uh kind of very meaningful things um to to take away from that but and and obviously you know we'll talk about it later on but it's clearly spurt you know kind of spawned a whole uh, genre of, of single camera comedy slash dramedy type uh, uh tv shows from here mm. on out so yeah that's how nice. i got into it cool Daniel, um, how about yourself? <laughs> uh, yes, we'll make the rounds. Haha, <laughs> like Scrubs making the rounds. Nice. Am I right, Robert? Very are you clever. Still there? Very clever. <laughs> Robert, are you still a big fan of our uh, podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm listening to it right now. It's incredible. <laughs> it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I'm not as big a fan of. Well, sorry. Um. What? Get out of here. <laughs> No, um, I didn't get into Scrubs and have only really started watching all of the seasons until after we talked to Robert uh, about doing this episode and he sent his uh, favorite episode list over. But I remember like kind of like you guys were talking about um, watching the syndicated episodes on Comedy Central, like they were the later seasons because it. Carla was pregnant and she was going through postpartum depression, but I I never watched like a a season in its entirety. I felt like I had seen some episodes before we started going through the whole series. And there are definitely some that I remember seeing, but otherwise, I don't know. Like I also didn't really get into the office or uh, until much later in life, parks and rec until like, um, you know, two or three seasons until it, uh, got off the air. So I've never been, you know, I'm really like into high brow stuff like breaking bad and the Simpsons and really like, you know, smart stuff. Like yeah. really erudite. TV. Oh yeah. T- totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I really get that. You know, a lot of the jokes that you tell, I have to go back and, and think through them and, you know, right. you know, flip through, you know, I have to, you know, you know, break out my abacus and, you know, see your joke structure to really make sure it make complete sense out of it. 
really like you know people don't know the magic of my editing like i have to edit out five minutes of blank pauses before the laughs because that's how long it takes adam and our guests to get my jokes it's just like hmm, that's quite the thinker yes it is um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know you know what i think i've seen your uh your, your work in the new yorker uh you know writing all those yeah, uh those exactly. joke columns for the, for the new yorker those witty um, comics that you see talking about golf and such <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just like Robert, I thought that uh, to be funny, you had to be on Comedy Central and get your own um, Comedy Central special. So here we are. <laughs> this is our special, right? Is this your audition for Comedy Central? I, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to get on a trying to get my own tight tight hour for my mm-hmm. own special, and trying to get on SNL. Man, I can do a wicked Harry Carey impression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway that's your ticket that's your ticket to ride and yeah, you're harry Carey really i'm person. just gonna um, uh do a bunch of will ferrell impressions that have already been done <laughs> um just yeah, show up but, in your just show up in your underwear and with a cowbell and you'll you know do do whatever you <laughs> exactly. can exactly but let's get into kind of talking about the show and talking about the episodes that Robert sent over. Cause as we've done with our previous TV show episodes, like the Simpsons and Frasier, yeah. we had guests or ourselves, um, create a list of our favorite episodes that we think like kind of capture the essence of the TV show and what makes us so passionate. And I see on the outline, both of you have your cursors on the, um, episode list. So yeah, and but yeah, we, we can, oh. we can definitely run through some like larger themes about what, what, why we're so passionate about scrubs, but yeah, Robert, if you want to kick us off, just like, you know, uh, and my question to you is, you know, you started watching this back in kind of middle and high school and obviously you've rewatched it a number of times, but what keeps you coming back to it? And is there a specific, uh, example within one of the episodes that you, uh, that you have listed here that that exemplifies that really well. Yeah, so I, I think one of the key things, and I'm looking through my list right now, um, a lot of them have really memorable music moments in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like uh, one of the ones I listened was My Own Personal Jesus, which is kind of not that big of an episode. I, I, I don't think many people love it, um, but it's a Christmas episode where Turk has to work on call. Um, and there's a moment that doesn't really make sense in the plot point, uh, where he realizes that this woman is under a tree and he's going to go save her life. And as a surgeon, oh, right. resident mm-hmm. is going to save her life and deliver her child. Um, but Sinner Man is playing and it's just like such a great moment. Like he's, you just see Donald Faze on sprinting and they're playing Sinner Man. Um, and then uh, my screw up is, is probably one of the top two episodes I would think in most people's book uh, and launched Joshua Radin's career with winter, which is like the first song he ever wrote. And he was just friends with Zach Braff and he sent it to Bill Lawrence and they put it on the show. And it was like, I listened to that podcast recently and it was just like recorded on a simple mic, uh, on a Mac and he sent it to Bill Lawrence and put it on. Um, so just thinking back of, of a, a lot of the, the common theme is like the emotional connection that a lot of the music has. And, um, so I, I watched, uh, season eight, uh, the final episode today and caught myself getting a little teary eyed. Maybe it was uh, just being so excited to join you guys on the show. <laughs> that uh, happens to a lot of people, <laughs> but it could have been the, the book of love song that, that plays at the end. Um, it's just, 
it just really grabs me. And, and I think um, both Zach Braff and the writers and I know Krista Miller is a big influence on, on bringing a lot of the music in, mm-hmm. but it's just like Brett Dennen didn't really know about him beforehand, but um, kind of learned about him through the show. Matt Nathanson, Nathanson, um, Colin Hay. Uh, I mean, I had no mm. idea who he was um, before the show. So yeah, I, I just, there's a lot of the show that, wraps up in my mind with the music. And um, unfortunately the streaming has changed that with a, a little bit as Dang, right. you mentioned earlier, but it's just still that that's the piece that really gets me. Yeah. Well, and like we've kind of talked about it in our music episodes and I know that um, Robert, you were kind of talking about with how you got into scrubs at kind of like while you were, watching the episodes and watching the seasons um, earlier than college, but then when you really got into it and like watched it all the way through was in college going through a breakup. Like we've talked about on our music episodes, how music can like shape your experience and shape um, kind of how you deal with stuff for sure. Like gravitate towards a certain type of music. Like we've talked about Adam getting into Foo Fighters um, kind of in like middle and high school and like myself, Metallica in high school. It's like there are certain times in your life where you're like very vulnerable and very open to certain ki- almost kinds of music. And like, especially with Scrubs, like their sound, the soundtrack is like so on point yep. that it can like even just having like uh one great song in an episode can like make that your favorite episode. Um, so I totally get that. That's, um, really interesting that the, I mean, I know the music plays a huge part in the, um, show, but it's really interesting that it's played a huge part in how in your kind of fandom. Yeah. It's interesting, Robert, like at that song overkill by Colin Hay, like I, that's one of my earworm songs that just kind of, that that first stanza, you know, I can't get to sleep. I think about the implications. I just it plays over and over in my head randomly, like for for no apparent reason. Um, but yeah, the, the I, I think what's interesting about the streaming world is that those original soundtracks aren't all intact on mm-hmm. who like like we were talking beforehand. So I I I really wonder what people's impression of the show is now if it's not paired with that original not completely pair with that original soundtrack. I'd find that interesting. I'd, I'd love to hear from someone who has not to, to see if, if uh, the change in music takes away at times yeah. from the, uh, from the experience. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point where I can watch an episode and for the most part, I can usually pick out when, when there's like a song that doesn't really fit. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if it's an episode that I really like, um, and a lot of times I'll just like stop it and go to YouTube <laughs> and rewatch, yeah, rewatch part of that episode to hear it the right way. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, it's, it's just, and the other piece that, that really speaks to me is so many individuals in that cast have incredible voices like Sam Lloyd, the, the lawyer, yeah, the worthless peons, like they are so talented Donald Faison has an incredible voice. Judy Reyes, like, um, and, and one of the one of the earlier seasons, they have a music interlude, and it's um, it's actually a Colin Hay song. But um, the woman is, is about to die, um, and she's like, she's singing, and it breaks to different people. Uh, and I think that's really the first time that you see like Donald sing by himself, and you're like, holy 
crap, he's incredible. Like, um, it's just wild to see how talented these people are. Um, so yeah, music is, is, is incredible in Scrubs. They've had, they've had a number of fairly famous artists that have, that have contributed to the soundtrack. And as you were saying before, Robert, they, there are a number of artists who've been discovered because of the Scrubs soundtrack. Um, and I, I think that almost, almost sets the tone for other shows that understand how meaningful a soundtrack can be, can be even in like a 22 minute, you know, uh, or a half an hour long comedy show. Uh, you know, there, there are other, other TV shows that are known for their, for their, de- for their good soundtracks. Um, you know, one of the, like Grey's Anatomy. yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, or, or the OC mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or Glee. Um, but, uh, uh, no, I, I think that's, I think that's really, really interesting. And I I have a question for you, Robert, you know, you said your, your mother was in the medical, uh, or sorry, your, your, you kind of encountered a lot of experiences when you were younger going to nursing homes and, uh, care facilities and you were in the medical field now, not as a clinician, but one of the themes that, uh, you know, during the podcast and is that, you know, Bill Lawrence and his team of writers and producers really tried to stay as true to the, to giving a realistic impression of the medical field as possible. So what is, did, did, did that have any connection to you as to why you continue watching it? What's your impression there? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if, so right now I, I work for a health system and I'm very corporate um, when I first started, like right out of school, I was in a hospital and like walking the floors every day, seeing people in scrubs every day. And, and yeah, it, it kind of did. And you were like, you're just like that TV show. You're just like <laughs> yeah. that TV show scrubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which but, one's um, the JD? Which one's the Turk? <laughs> <laughs> I need to hang out with, uh, with Judy a little bit with Carla. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, I think so the AMA nominated and said it's the most realistic, um, I guess, medical TV show. Um, so American Mm -hmm. medical association said that. And so as someone that doesn't know that and has just like heard it through CPT codes and procedure codes and that sort of thing. Yeah. They're actually using things that make sense, um, on uh, fake doctors, real, real friends. Um, Zach Braff's and Donald Faison's podcast. uh, They have a lot of people that call in and are helping like our nursing, uh, staff or physicians that have watched it. And there's Mm -hmm. even uh, physicians that have called in and said in med school, they would watch it and like try to uh, catch up as they're doing rounds with Dr. Cox or Dr. Kelso and try to (laughs) hear about stuff, which is really, really clever. Um, but I I think that the most real thing to me was, uh, I guess the original JD wanted them to make sure that it was grounded and it was like that people do die. Um, and I Mm. think that's a, that was a big thing. So my, my first, uh, episode that I, I think was probably the most profound to me, that doesn't really have that I don't really know for music was the my old lady episode in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning they, it, it's JD walking in and he has the um, voiceover. It says, they say that one, uh, one in three people that enter a hospital will die there. And then they follow uh, Elliot and Donald or Turk and JD and they each get a patient. And at the end, spoiler alert, um, all three of them die. And mm-hmm. I, I think that was a kind of setting the tone of, yes, this is a comedy. This is silly. Um, they're going to use these big words and Dr. Cox is going to rant, uh, but also they're going to deal with death in a really like legitimate way. Like the one person is a lady that decides it's her time to go. And then there's a young person. I, I mean, it's, it's just a, 
in my opinion, just a great uh, view on working in a hospital because you're not going to go there in most specialties. Um, you're going to have people that die. Um, right. So mm-hmm. with that reality is really, really cool. Yeah, I think that's one of the kind of connecting themes throughout the show, and especially with Dr. Cox uh, is, or John C. McGinley, the actor, you know, with that character really test, you know, kind of testifies to the fact that life isn't fair and it's their jobs to deal with it, essentially, and it's not easy and, and it should never get it should never get easy and it keeps it really highlights the humanity and a lot of the med- and a lot of the medical professionals experiences throughout you know whether it be on the TV show or, or in real life I and mean, that was uh yeah the the mild lady episode is phenomenal for that and i remember uh, not to harken back to the podcast too to the rewatch podcast too much but they said that was a really contentious episode that so early on in the in the show is to kill mm-hmm. off three people and have it a have it a little bit of a darker uh, theme to it as opposed to uh, kind of the the dance monkey dance attitude of most comedies at that time, which I found. Yeah. I think Bill. I think Bill Lawrence might have been on that episode or around I think that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what you, I, I believe he was saying that the network wasn't cool with like three people dying. In a 30 minute comedy, like that doesn't make sense. Um, But it it really set the tone of, yeah, this is going to be funny, but it's also going to try to be somewhat realistic um, and somewhat grounded in the medical field um, and having empathy fatigue. And I think Dr. Cox has that um, in season two. And I mean, it's just, it's really, really um, powerful because you you get a string of episodes that are just like fun and silly and kind of stoner-ish. And then they just kind of like hit you with like really tough stuff. So mm-hmm. really good. going back to kind of the episode uh, and continuing to kind of talk about the list that you gave us, uh, Robert, which we'll of course post in our show notes so people can watch uh, some of Robert's favorite scrubs episodes. Um, the, my mistake, and that can kind of lead into a broader discussion about, but like my mistake has, um, or excuse me, gosh, dang it. My mistake. Um, my screw up has Brendan Fraser as a guest star. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he was in a couple episodes previously before my screw up, but was just phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal in this episode. <laughs> phenomenal. 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 Yeah. So, so Daniel, <laughs> did you watch that for the first time recently? Yes. Yeah. 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 And tell me more about like what you went through when you realized what happened. Um, I'm just curious from, from your perspective, what you thought of that episode. Um, I think I said, Oh shit. And then I I kind of like before JD was like, where do you think we are? I think I was like, something's up. Yeah. Um, and then I, I paused the episode. I like checked my notes. I was like, Hmm. So, uh, first there was the bloody footprint outside Brendan Fraser's hospital room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I, I don't no. know you caught it, but, um, at the beginning, uh, Dr. Cox asks, asks Brendan, uh, he says, Oh, you still doing that picture thing. And Brendan says until the day I die. And then the next time he shows up, he doesn't have the camera. Mm. Um, so his first like scene, mm. uh, with, uh, with Dr. Cox after where he's like talking to him and he's saying like, don't, don't be too hard on the kid. 
um, he's not, he doesn't have his camera. And so like mm. there, were, there were so many little details like that in, in all the, all the episodes. Um, it's just, it's crazy. I'll have to rewatch this episode. I mean, Robert, you kind of talked about it earlier with how big this show actually was back in the day, but like, it's no surprise that they got huge guest stars. And I listened to a little bit of, um, the fake doctors, real friends podcast again, not to keep going back to it, but the episode specifically about my screw up and how they were just talking about how Brendan Fraser was a guest star on this episode. And he was a huge movie star at that point. And like, you kind of forget about that now watching Brendan Fraser. It's like, Oh, it's that guy from the mummy movies. It's like, (laughs) or George of the jungle. But like at that point he was like one of the, biggest movie stars ever like one of the highest grossing movies ever um and for him to be doing kind of that like physical slapstick comedy on this episode was really cool to kind of see and it made me miss brendan fraser yeah um i i I mean it's no surprise that i really enjoyed that episode but yeah that was a very good episode i i think and you know we we apologize for referencing the fake doctors real friends the that podcast but a much more popular podcast than ours despite what, <laughs> what? it sounds like robert <laughs> despite how robert views our podcast i thought they were just trying to follow in y'all's footsteps so they heard well, i mean podcast. yeah they started like, oh, we gotta start now we gotta do it they started march of last year uh, we started march of 2019 i think yeah, yeah. so they want so, a uh, new comedy i think of that's new comedy podcast this year and you guys wanted the year before right so we did. Yeah. Kind of I thought we just. I thought we just won everything. They just yeah. said you all win everything. <laughs> and you have, you have a GT Kombucha uh, sponsor. You guys, right? Same. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that and me undies. Let me tell you exactly. <laughs> you know, going back and listening to that podcast and listening to you know like the off uh, where the office ladies mm. rewatch podcast and and. Other, some of these other very kind of shows that that transcend points in time for a lot of that that have become that have become a major part of the cultural zeitgeist uh, is the the thought that goes into each one of these episodes. I think that really impresses upon us about how good the shows are. And obviously, I'm I'm very biased, but you listen to all the stories that came from the office, all the stories that come from scrubs stories that come from other, other TV shows. And, and you understand how that show was so popular and how it garnered so many awards versus other shows that, uh, you know, may be on a long time or, or have a, you know, have a, have a long, have a long history, but aren't as renowned critically uh, I think that really that's the difference between something like Scrubs, where it it's truly just a really really good piece of art at times. Well, I'm Go. gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little bit, Adam. Okay, because I feel like the shows that have become part of the cultural zeitgeist, like Scrubs, The Office, Parks and Rec, Arrested Development, the same kind of shows around that time, those single camera comedies i feel like they have not gotten recognized as how fucking amazing they are until i mean they were recognized then but not by 
the people who were handing out awards, who were handing mm-hmm. out, who, yeah, nobody was watching that. Like the Office. I, I, frankly, I don't know about Scrubs, but the Office, Parks and Rec. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine, like Arrested Development. They have always been at a threat of being canceled. That's true. Like after their first season or after their second season, when it's like their best season ever during the time that we're in now where nobody has, nobody's watching TV anymore on the traditional broadcast channels. So do you think that scrubs when it was like, did it hit at that time after it was kind of a oddball comedy dramedy after friends was kind of winding down and a single camera comedy or a single camera show, was it being critically recognized at the time it was coming out? Like we talk about how many people were viewing it, but was it being critically recognized? Robert, Adam, you may have the answer. I, I thought they garnered a fair number of awards. Um, I, that, that being said, and, and maybe I should parse this out a little bit more, but I think it's the fact that we are talking about scrubs over a decade later tells, sure. uh, it, it, it uh, belays a sense of a lasting impression that the show has on obviously at least Robert and I they can't speak for the rest of the world, but <laughs> um, you guys are my world. So that's all. That <laughs> um, but you know, you, you compare that to other shows of the time and, and, you know, granted, you know, we, we've talked about Frasier on here, uh, but you know, what are the, you know, you know, hundreds of other television shows that that ran for as long but aren't probably aren't as well known or as you know what rewatched as uh kind of as loyally as some of these shows are does that make sense yeah so robert what what do you how do you feel about it yeah i'm not really sure i do feel like now that streaming has come along and um scrubs is now screening because for a while it wasn't streaming on i think anything it was on netflix and then it went off netflix and then i think it got picked up by hulu and now by uh, amazon um but i don't know that it got the recognition back then Um, but i think a lot of people are watching it now and and now that there's a rewatch podcast um i think it's gotten new life and so people are watching and be like holy crap this was a really cool show um and had a lot of depth to it um so i think that's starting to happen now a little bit more looking at just the awards and nominations from the wikipedia page it looks like i mean starting from season one it was nominated for outstanding casting for a comedy series outstanding directing for a comedy series and then was kind of the same um nominations like later it got outstanding comedy series uh didn't win until um, 2005, but it was an editing, editing award, and then, then the last. <laughs> Sorry, Scrubs. Yeah. Sorry, Scrubs. The last time it won was for uh, sound mixing in 2007. So, whoops. <laughs> and, and, and maybe it's uh, or may. Maybe it's a, a symbol or a sign of how hard it is for comedy series to really become a part of that True. cultural zeitgeist. Because um, you, you you look at the list of really popular comedy series from the 2000s, and it's, I would assume, like Frasier, Will and Grace, um, right. 
scrubs to a certain extent the office but otherwise it's a long list of you know crime dramas mm-hmm. <laughs> um right. medical not crime dramas medical dramas and reality television uh, or, or- well and and i'm not i'm not trying to say that frankly fuck the emmys and fuck the grammys and fuck <laughs> yeah. the oscars and the tonys are fine i think but um like I, i'm not saying fuck that guy but the tonys <laughs> in general are, are okay Exactly. Um, but I'm not trying to say that I take any nomination or any award as something that is a sign of quality. Frankly, I think it's sometimes the opposite, but, um, it's just interesting. Like there's that spate of like years where there's this amazing TV that doesn't amazing TV shows that don't get recognized until like streaming comes along and it feels like scrubs is part of that, um, kind of thing. Anyway, I've, uh, let's get back to some of Robert's episodes. Sorry, Robert. We've gone two, through two thus far, so we're but, well on our way. Well, <laughs> we don't need to talk about all of them. I, I've, what, but what other episodes would you like to discuss, Robert? Well, Daniel, I'm, I'm curious your perspective. Were there any that stood out to you when you watched them that you were like, that wasn't that good? I'm just curious. Um, <laughs> I, I so, think there's a couple on there that I'm a, I, I think some would be surprised by, but... So I know that my musical was oh, don't um, anything bad about my musical was one of my favorite episodes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it was like because there's a Grey's Anatomy episode where it's like the same exact thing where a patient um, hears only yeah. yeah yeah hears everybody sing yeah. only people are only singing and aren't talking right. um, and it's it's me coming at it from a point like now in 2021 where I've had this history of all these TV shows and like um, kind of the tropes of sitcoms and dramedies. And again, I know Scrubs isn't a sitcom, but the comedy dramas where I feel like there's, if you get past a certain season, there's always a singing episode. Um, I feel like that was a trend back in that time. So Um, just for reference, I'm pretty sure the Grey's Anatomy musical episode came out in 2011 and Scrubs (laughs) came out in 2007. So I think Grey's Anatomy was ripping off Scrubs. Take that Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. Well, my point completely falls apart. (laughs) So, you know, those, those four years, everyone was doing it. But <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was also during the Thanks, height Robert. of Lee's popularity, wasn't it? Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. 2007. That seems right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, Robert. I mean, there were no episodes that I was like, really like, uh, God, why did he pick this episode? Um, I was hoping to catch on one. So uh, I um, did include one. Uh, it was in season one, episode 16, my Tuscaloosa, Lusa heart. Um, yeah. which is is not a real popular one. It's kind of a, hmm. a, a silly episode where uh, Elliot is trying to convince everyone that Dr. Kelso has a heart, um, which you really don't see until kind of the later episodes. Um, but the thing that really stuck to me was uh, when I start, first started to look at jobs in healthcare, uh, start to talk to this healthcare administrator um, who was really cool. He was, he was one of my close friends, parents and, um, he played the guitar and was very, very talented and has like 
uh, when I would go over to his house, he would like play music of shows that he would play when he was like in college and stuff. Um, and it just, he kind of reminded me of a Dr. Kelso kind of a hard ass, uh, mm. type person. And so when I see that episode, it always reminds me back of him singing. Um, so that was a kind of a weird connection, but, uh, also they have this moment where they humanize Dr. Cox and he's singing about bunny. And <laughs> he, I think at the end he tells Ted, um, something about his wife and then he immediately like cancels it and is making a joke that he's like going out with some like random straight or random lady, not his wife. Um, right. So it's just like a quick twist at the end. Um, but it, uh, yeah, that was one that's, that's an early one that I remember watching on comedy central. I was like, man, that's kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of this guy um, who also, you would never know it, but was an incredible musician um, and very soulful, but also kind of a hard ass. So, right. Yeah. That was one of the huh. ones I was expecting you to, you call out and be like, nothing really happened in that episode. No. I, well, and frankly, the, TV and the comedy shows that I've watched are similar to Scrub. So um, not that like I think that there wasn't anything happening in that episode, but it's, you know, you always see those episodes where it's like there's a hard ass and then they humanize the hard ass with some right. episode kind of focusing on them. So, no, I frankly, I think all of the um, episodes that you recommended, Robert, are some really great ones. Um I would think I would have to do another rewatch. Um, and I don't know when we would do that. Um, kind of another rewatch. To so like tomorrow? My- you're going to start tomorrow? Right <laughs> well, no, I mean, we're, we're going through them quickly enough. This but- quarantine time, I don't have any time to do anything. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I, it would be a, a minute before I could say like, oh yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. Um, anyway, sorry, I, go ahead. Yeah, Robert, I think... So, so I want to talk about my half acre, but later in relation to kind of the larger uh, theme around some of the awesome guest stars that 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 the show has on. But I really love my fallen idol, um, and that uh, one of the episodes I re- really like called you know my drug buddy and mm-hmm. my lunch, where it really humanizes the medical professionals really well, and just kind of the emotional toll that that. Mm-hmm working in this field has on people. I think that I find that extremely relevant to these days, you know, in the middle of a global pandemic where all we see are stories around like doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals, all the support staff who are just like exhausted from basically being, you know, I guess we're going on what, 10, 11 months of of the pandemic here in the United States at least. Um, and the, I was reading an article earlier today about the burnout rate of medical of doctors and nurses and how they say there's going to be a huge, they, people are projecting that there's going to be a, a fairly large, uh, uh, number of people who quit the medical field because of COVID and, and the, the toll it's taken upon them. But I mean, especially my fallen idol, whew, that is a, that is a heavy episode. My goodness. Well, and so I've just got the Scrubs wiki pulled up for that episode. And and like the ending quote to that, if you don't mind, I'll just quickly read it. Um, And it's JD talking to Dr. Cox at the end. I said, he says, I guess I came over here to tell you how proud of you I am. Not because you did the best you could for those patients. But after 20 years of being a doctor, when things go badly, you still take it this hard. 
And I got to tell you, man, I mean, that's the kind of doctor I want to be. And so like that moment uh, when he Mm -hmm. says that and Dr. Cox turns to him, uh, it's just so powerful because Dr. Cox has been such a strong character throughout. um, And really that empathy fatigue hit him hard. Um, And following the My Lunch episode where you see the the character that um, that shows signs that something's wrong. And uh, it's, it's really incredible. The other piece, and this is a slight uh, deviation to it, but that's also the episode that the janitor patents the knife wrench. (laughs) 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 I I just saw that right uh, at the bottom of the page, but it's so funny that like knife wrench, that moment (laughs) is like drilled into my head, but I would have never tacked it to this episode because it is so emotional and like tense and then there's also a moment when someone creates tools and he has like knife wrench for kids. I, I, there's just so many like little crazy zingers that happen in it. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. The, the episode right before the, my drug buddy, I, I very distinctly remember that episode when I watched it for the first time, probably back in high school and maybe ha- it, Maybe it not quite impressing the gravity of the situation upon me at that time, um, but like going back and rewatching it and being like, "Oh, damn, that's some that's some heavy shit," <laughs> and then that, like that whole slew of episodes around um, the like like as, like we were talking about before the the emotional toll that is taken upon by some of these workers and how they how they deal with that in the show and how they deal with that through a lens of comedy to a certain extent as well um but yeah to talk uh you know talk about the janitor because there's a you know you know so first of all robert kind of what your relation to him is and then daniel i'd love to hear about what your impressions of the janitor are because i think he's he plays a really interesting uh, uh character throughout the series Hmm. Yeah, so my my relation is he's my father. Um, <laughs> kind of a weird topic. No, he. Um, so the janitor starts off in the early seasons, and I, I know there's the running gag that he was just supposed to be in JD's imagination, but he kept mm-hmm. doing so well that they just had to keep him on. Um, the other piece that I think is really great um, is that he's just so freaking good at just making stuff up on the spot. Yes. And uh, when, when Zach and Donald talk about it, they're like, yeah, so they would come on and just say like, he says something funny. <laughs> and then, you know, um, uh, Neil would just make it up on the spot. So mm. I uh, originally, like the first time I watched it, the janitor was kind of like comic relief uh, in a lot of sense, but mm-hmm. as it kept going, uh, his character is just so refreshing um, and fun and ridiculous. And um, like, so rewatching uh, the last episode, just right before the show, um, him saying, no one cares what the janitor's name is. Uh, Glenn Matthews is, is his name, but, but no one has asked him that before. Mm. Um, and it's like this kind of real moment. And then Donald Faison, Faison stand and walks by and says, Hey, Tony. And <laughs> yeah, there's a theater. Like, of course he would have this tense moment where, he spent eight years with this person and finally tells him his name. And then it's not actually his name. Maybe yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it, I, I always saw him as originally saw him as just like a throwaway comic relief fun, um, but has really evolved to someone that I look forward to and try to, to keep an eye out for in episodes. Mm-hmm. Just so absurd and fun. And yeah, he's a, he's one of my favorite characters. I, 
I always thought the funniest thing about him, or one 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 of the like how he relates to everyone within the within the within the show, is that he is one of the only characters on the show that doesn't care what the uh, you know what the doctor's ranks are, if you will. Oh, like yeah. he'll go. Yeah. Toe to toe with Kelso, Doctor Kelso will go toe to toe with Doctor Cox, and he, he doesn't care. Uh, he's a janitor, and you know, you know, they can't t- immediately tell him what to do. You know, and I think it was in one of the earlier episodes of the podcast, and they were talking about they're like, well, one, he's a very good worker. Like the, the hospital's never dirty. He fixes, he's fixing stuff all the time, and so he's like on a functional level, he's very good at his job, and therefore they can't fire him. So he can say whatever the heck he wants to to whomever. <laughs> and, and, and like, and hey, it, well, oh. what are you going to do? I think until season three, you don't see anyone else before until you see Randall, um, yeah. who's the guy who punches people in the nuts. Like <laughs> you don't see who is a, really a one a one type of character. But um, yeah, I, I think he obviously is is doing something right um, and is not afraid to question people and um, just has some of the funniest lines. Because on the like in the season eight episodes, the credits I believe have like outtakes. And one of them is um, the janitor, Neil Flynn, making up the story about um, M. Night Shyamalan and going like bowling with him. <laughs> and after like, changing to a southern accent. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what this accent is. Um, like that, like they're like, it's a perfect character for this show because while like you would imagine that everyone's uh, like and it completely contrasts like Grey's Anatomy and all those other hotshot doctor shows where like everybody in acting as a doctor is trying to be this hotshot like all the surgeons are trying to be this badass bros who like suture people up and stitch them back together and then there's like this janitor who just like completely knocks them down a peg is the complete foil to JD sometimes and really kind of points out how much of an ass he's being along with other people in the show. Um, but can really kind of like, if you're watching the show and you're just like, God, JD or Carla or anybody else is kind of, or Kelso or Cox is just being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like you can always kind of trust that the janitor is going to show up and really act as the foil to this kind of larger than life profession where if they didn't have the janitor, then the hospital can like function. Yeah, no, I think he's an interesting foil to uh, the entire cast um, and like medical professionals in the show. Well, and, and one quick comment on, on Neil before we move on. Yeah, he, I think he originally interviewed for Dr. Cox and mm. um, just trying to think of a world where John C. McGinley isn't Dr. Cox is really tough. Right. But Neil Flynn, I think, would have been hilarious as Dr. Cox as well. Um, just an incredible actor. I didn't really watch his, his other show with the middle. Um, but mm. that air, I think he went from scrubs, which was nine, eight seasons, like straight on to the middle, which was like another eight season. So yeah, he just oh, had yeah, it's right. constant, constant work of, and in the middle, I think he was pretty significant character where yeah. scrubs, he was, he was a, a big character, but wasn't obviously the focal point. Yes, Adam. <laughs> oh no, I, <laughs> this is very random. Uh, but I, I was actually googling trying to find 
um, trying to find the actor's name and it's escaping me. It's but, Zach Braff. Oh, dang it. Oh, that, <laughs> that's the guy. Okay. That makes so much more sense. Um, there is, I'm actually looking up the season six, episode 10. Um, there is a guy or a character who um, has like a different job every time he's on the uh, uh every oh, time yeah. he's he was like a mailman is that the guy yeah mailman he's like uh he, he's like he's usually like a delivery driver of some of some mm-hmm. yeah and he eventually joins the brain trust like murder people i think yeah. he's also like a um i think he's one of the producers or something they have a they have a, like yeah. a running thing where they'll add uh like uh death in the first couple seasons where they have um you know the grim reaper is one of the main producers with bill lawrence uh and then obviously my heart on fire in season eight uh bill lawrence is van the the guy that marries uh the janitor and and lady uh and then yeah they they have a a really funny running joke of bringing people that are stuntmen or um stand-ins or um, producers or writers and just bringing them in on the show Mm, okay that that may that makes it i'm trying to find him right now no he's anyways um the the funny thing about that is like so, so i'm a big metalhead um and Dude, the Dave matthews band yes oh, shut, shut up daniel <laughs> 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 got it um, folks got it hey robert that's one of those patented dave matthews band jokes that you love to hear on passion fruit <laughs> okay sorry it's it mike schwartz uh, uh, <laughs> so in that in that episode he pulls up he's the ups driver and he's giving um jd a ride to work and jd always like hesitates because he's listening to a metal band called devil driver and it's just like crazy speed Shit. metal song in that uh in, in that but it, the funny thing was by the time i saw that episode i i knew uh i had already been listening to devil driver kind of having discovered them on my own and i was like yeah like that's how much the the music connects to uh how much i connect to the music on that show because it's like oh yeah that that's that's really awesome but i is random that, random tidbit isn't that the same episode that he goes to pick up uh dr cox's son and they're driving in the like the delivery truck and the son's just like banging his head to the yes it is yeah <laughs> Sorry, Robert, what were you saying? I was just going to say, um, so this is one of the, the pieces with Passion Fruits that I don't 100% uh, listen to every episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But the most metal I've, I've probably thought about was listening to y'all's podcast. Um, <laughs> not that I really think about it or listen to it, but um, I'll listen right. to some of your if, stuff on it. <laughs> if you li- at least think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think about think it. About, think about listening to one of our episodes about Metallica or Lamb of God, then. Well, don't you have like I say, Metallica episodes? We have two. Okay, all right. <laughs> I thought you were a true fan. <laughs> I think I'm only listening to one of them. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, go, ahead. go ahead, Daniel. Sorry. So I know Robert kind of talked about... Um, episodes that I may or may not have enjoyed that he recommended. Um, I would like, and we briefly mentioned it, but I think we're going to talk about it, but haven't yet, but my half acre, yes. um, the episode where of course Man there's the air, 
Say that again. Mandy Moore. Yes. Mandy Moore. Yes. Yeah, so ah. we we talk about the guest stars that are on it. Um, one of the TV tropes I really don't like is the beautiful woman who is a klutz, and it's like, ho ho, like look at this hot <laughs> chick, like she's a real dunce and like trips over everything like haha doesn't that humanize her so that was one thing that bugged me but that's like coming from again like i keep saying like 2021 daniel watching a 2005 episode of a sitcom dramedy um so, so uh, in scrubs defense i think oh they gosh. over emphasize that for the purpose mm-hmm. of trying to make fun of it to a certain extent okay. but but, all, there's but definitely that also the the other the the kind of slew of of uh, attractive women that come on the show that are just kick ass at their job is true way outweighs everyone because you've got um like Elizabeth Banks you have uh, just sorry Heather Graham is on yep. it as well She's yeah like, right. and even Krista Miller is you know, just this badass, you know, she, cause she's part of like the hospital board, I think. Right. But they're all yeah, incredibly yeah. capable. Yeah. Well, and sorry, maybe I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to say that there are all these like beautiful actresses on the um, show that aren't, you know, amazing at their jobs or whatever, but Stop maybe trying right. to cancel scrubs, Daniel. <laughs> it, it's already That's been canceled. Right. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I know our podcast has that much power. <laughs> we can be part of pan- cancel. Go culture. back and Amazon's going to delete that episode. Yeah. Might as well uh, remove this episode. That's going to be the subplot of the, the cool cats air band. That's all. It's just going to be 20 minutes of that. Well, yeah, actually. So that's, and then that's the huge part of that episode is the Turk dance. Oh, when, the poison uh, dance. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yes. Doing the poison dance, um, which of course was co-opted by Epic Games, who created Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you guys are both huge Fortnite heads, as yeah. am I. But yeah, that dance that Turk does to poison is um, burned. Should be burned into everybody's memory because it's amazing. Um, and and Lloyd, the the metal driver, uh, mm-hmm. driver's the drummer in that one too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so there. You know, any other episodes, any other kind of points that you want? What makes you so passionate about this show, Robert? We kind of talked about it. And, of course, we can't really talk about every single episode that you um, mentioned. Um, But we can each kind of go around and kind of do our final thoughts on Scrubs as we kind of wrap up this episode, if everybody's okay with that. I I feel like we could probably talk about this show for three hours. That's what I've got booked for. Three hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did see your Google in your Google Calendar invite for three hours. I was like, "Oh shit, Robert! I don't know if I can handle that." <laughs> don't worry, Robert. I'll stay on and talk about this with you. Daniel can go off and you know be a productive human being or whatever. I'll but, you know. go back and watch more Scrubs because we still haven't finished all the entire series yet. Daniel, I, I um, do, before we get into that, I do have one more question. I yeah. thought that we actually had like hot chocolate at some point and I'm, I'm sitting here with my hot chocolate bomb and I don't know if I was supposed to do that already or what? Oh, was, when yeah, was that was, <laughs> that was at the, at probably at the 20 minute mark. That was when oh, you were man. supposed to have hot cocoa. All right. <laughs> when was Sorry. Break? I'm, tr- I'm trying to get behind the veil here. Oh, are we supposed to do an ad break? Should we take a break and do <laughs> fake ads for Robert? <laughs> 
Um, well, you know, the running gag is that we have a cocoa corner, but we don't actually take any sip of cocoa or um, have cocoa with each other. So, you know, un- unfortunately, I- I'm trying to cut calories. So my cocoa has become hot tea lately. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very sorry, Robert. All right. Getting back to uh, <laughs> the actual topic of the show. I know Robert really just wants to talk about us, which I'm totally fine with. <laughs> Getting back to Scrubs, really, what keeps you passionate about the show, Robert and Adam? What keeps you? And I know Adam, you said in our kind of text chain that you rewatch the series probably once every year. Robert, do you kind of do a similar thing? Yeah, and, and this year I watch it in twenty twenty, and I'm you know season end of season three right now for twenty twenty one. Gotcha. Listening through with the with the podcast this time, I did that originally, nice. and then I just watched all of it last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this year, I'm kind of I picked up at season three and started to listen and, and watch with them. Gotcha, nice. Yeah. Um, and what kind of like keeps you coming back to it? I know like we've discussed it with the music and the emotional hits that it kind of yeah. gives you, but well, um, I think the the last two episodes that I call out are my last words in season eight, which is uh, they, uh, I guess Turk and JD decide not to do their steak night uh, to spend time with this, uh, dying man that doesn't have family there. And Mm. then my finale is, is an an obvious big one for me, but the piece that really speaks to me is the relationship. So uh, the show has a tons of relationship and tons of emotion. Um, but Turk and JD, their just their friendship over time and showing in me as a impressionable young person watching the show, how two men can be so close and, Um, can hug each other and tell each other that they love each other and care about each other. I I really do think that has shaped how I develop friendships. Um, So I know Will loves hugs and I give Mm -hmm. in times when COVID is not an issue, try to give people hugs and tell them that I care about them. And um, so watching scrubs over and over again, just kind of reminds me of that feeling and and makes me feel good uh, to see their friendship. Uh, and not only to see it on the screen, but to see it in real life. Uh, so following them on Instagram or listening to their podcast um, or reading books about them, like they just, they really do care about each other and um, it comes through in the show. So I, I think, uh, and it's, it's not just Turk and JD, but Dr. Cox on the um, Adam, I'm, I'm curious if you've heard um, when uh, Johnny comes on the show and he calls uh, Zach Braff, Zachy. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I say it, I'm like, Oh, like it's so sweet that he cares so much about this guy. And it, it so when you watch scrubs, like the payoff at the end of season eight, you're just like, yeah, that's man. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that a lot keeps me coming back. The music is super important. Um, mm-hmm. having somewhat of a, a drama theme in a comedy show. I really love, but really it comes down to the relationships of, um, the characters that are on the show and, and JD and Elliot having a ultimate will they won't they. And I love how they started with Carla and Turk and they're together in season one and they stay together throughout. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get to see the uh, evolution and the ebbs and flows of JD and Elliot. And also it happens to let them bring on a lot of beautiful women for JD to <laughs> be interested in throughout the show. Um, I, I will yeah. say it's one of the better shows in which Tara Reed has been a part of. <laughs> oh my God. Fire of, of like Jeez. TV and film credits that are attributed to her. <laughs> one of the better shows, but she is rough in it. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I just think from a relationship standpoint, their development is awesome. Like there's times that you hate JD cause you think he's mm. a moron. Um, but for me, that's human. That's, that's what we do. We, we make stupid decisions. We uh, get the person that we care about and then we see something that's wrong with them and then think we don't want them. Like mm. that sort of thing is relatable for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I enjoy watching and continue. Yeah. To There's yeah. definitely something about the show where uh, I, I think it's, this stays true for especially long running comedy shows where there's an appropriate and really meaningful amount of character development throughout the se- throughout the series, but they're they're still the characters are still true to themselves at their core. So they don't, you know, no one makes a 180 degree turn and as far as who their character is from beginning to the end. But there is progression there, and obviously the the, the degrees to which that progression. Uh, amounts throughout the series changes based on the character because you know that's that's good writing but that's what always uh impressed upon me is one it's re rewatchability and the ability to watch it as kind of noise in the background and and still have really funny dialogue and know what's going on and like chuckle every now and then or you can sit down and watch it really intently or intently or intensely and get a lot out of the show so it's at at the service level and at a, at a deeper level, it's a very entertaining show to watch. And then, um, you know, the, it's the series itself is, um, it, it can be watched in order or you can pick out different episodes and watch them on their own. And there are enough, there's enough, uh, kind of self-contained storyline within each episode that you can kind of get what's going on and obviously mm-hmm. they're they're except like you wouldn't watch my finale like the second episode of my finale without watching the first one but you know right <laughs> um so, so there, are, there are obviously exceptions to that but i think it does a good job of once again kind of showcasing that showcasing that character progression having that really really wonderful element of comedy and drama mixed in between the two and it's a fine balance to to make and so kudos to uh to bill lawrence and the writing's staff and the production staff to make sure that that it stayed true to it um and you know once again i I just really enjoy almost every aspect of the show from like the the slapstick bits to the funny you know pseudo breaking of the fourth wall bits like when they do the my life in four cameras when they switch to a four camera sitcom format i think that's hilarious (laughs) everything's oversaturated everything's overexposed yeah, uh, like Elliot's, you know, Elliot's outfit becomes like five times skimpier, right? <laughs> Just because like, that's what sitcoms do. Oh, go ahead, Robert. Wasn't Scotty McCreary in that episode? I think so. It's I haven't rewatched that in a little while. Dollars to save a a person's job, and that's like the the whole bit was like, oh, everything works out, and then yes. it's like, yeah. back. Oh yeah, <laughs> hmm. and I apologize. It was Clay Aiken. Uh. Yes, Jeez, that's right. I thought you were a true fan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Thanks. So, so real quick, Robert. Uh, season wow. before we let Daniel, you know, go to sleep or whatever that he wants what? to do. <laughs> um, I never sleep. <laughs> season nine. What oh. are your thoughts? You know, real quick. What's your take on season nine? So, in my last rewatch, I watched until Zach Braff left in season nine, mm-hmm. and I. And keep watching. 
So I, mm-hmm. I've seen season nine through a couple times and it's not bad. I think right. it, it, it could have kept going, but also a part of me loves when things end well. Yeah. Um, so like, it, it, for example, Harry Potty, Potter, Harry Potty, Harry Potter. I think <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great uh, Portageon yeah, uh, name, <laughs> company name, Harry Potty. Um, but I, th- I think that had an incredible ending, and I think season eight had an incredible ending. Yeah. Um, mm. Left you on the hook, and I think season nine did jump. I think a little bit in time, and it was okay, but because in my watching because it was so different um it, it was just hard for me to watch dave franco was great i enjoyed yeah. Dave Franco. Yeah. um and the, the guy that turns into uh the murderer guy in ozark he was okay it was interesting to see him um yeah, yeah. but the acting yeah it, it was fine it was good they i think they could have kept going if they waited a little bit longer mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, like when I watch it through this time, I'll probably skip season nine. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I, I have similar sentiments about that. Um, I felt like on an individual character basis, I actually liked all the, all the new characters. Like Eliza Coop, I think she's hilarious. And she she has a great role in the Mindy Project, which like we just finished the Mindy Project and Eliza Coop has a really funny kind of guest starring role in, in there in a few episodes. And like that her her delivery is phenomenal. She plays almost the same character <laughs> in the Mindy Project as she does mm-hmm. in season nine of Scrubs. But yeah, Carrie Bechet and Michael, like they're, they're all, it's, it's a good cast, I think it, uh, but unlike uh, Scrubs, like season one, like that show kicked off or scrubs as a show just kicked off so well and immediately all the characters were introduced incredibly well they were fleshed out and i think it took many episodes i think it would have taken seasons to get those characters from season nine really well situated if you will so i'm in agreement i I like i know it's watchable um but it's definitely not the same scrubs well, I'll say, Adam, you kind of brought it up. One thing that I have enjoyed so far and reflecting on the show, because like I said, we've gotten through, we're close to the end of season six, so we've watched a good chunk of it. And I've noticed, and I, I'm going to keep harking on the, um, harping on the comedies, sitcoms I have watched from that time. Um, and more specifically, like Parks and Rec, there are like some comedies and some sitcoms where like this one character becomes this one thing and then they just become a caricature of the character they were Mm -hmm. back in season one or two. Like in parks and rec, one of my biggest complaints about that show is that uh, Nick Offerman's character, Ron Swanson in the last couple of seasons is just a caricature of his character from season two and three like it's just such a weird kind of divide of like this oversized character that he now is, but it like, and scrubs, it could seem that there would be such a chance for like, or such an opportunity for like, okay, people are loving Dr. Cox being like this hard ass, like, you know, oversized, like doctor who just yells at everybody. Like, let's really dig into that. And like, he just yells at everybody all the time and he's just angry. And then he has to go into anger management and like maybe his head explodes at one point. And what does that look like? Like they're easy way, like they're easy off ramps that the scrubs writers could have taken to make those 
um, characters more of a caricature than they could be. Um, so I, I've appreciated that in the episodes that we've watched that that has not happened. And I think um, Dr. Kelso is similar. Oh yeah. yeah, totally. Like, Oh, he's like, doesn't do anything. And he just yells at people like, care. yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's uh, let's get another shot of him on the golf course. Like he <laughs> loves golf. Ah. That's um, I, I think that's something to be said about m- the characters and scrubs in general, as far as how multidimensional they are. Like I even mm-hmm. like Doug, uh, Doug Murphy, the, the guy that eventually ends up working in pathology in the, in the, in the morgue. But I love yeah. how they transition that character from not just being like the clumsy bad doctor who keeps killing patients to transitioning to him to a role in the hospital mm. where he's a really good academic doctor and understands what happened to the patient. <laughs> um, he's but, done he knows how right. they died. Yeah. 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 But, or it like actually makes sense. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, I, at some points I wish the comedy and like maybe it's because it's a dramedy versus just kind of a straight comedy. Like there are points where the comedy is dark. Sometimes I wish the comedy had a little bit more edge to it. Um, but that's just me. You know, I'm an edgy kind of guy. <laughs> oh yeah. You a bunch of Scott's tots episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, and that's another thing like, uh, and you know, i I'm going to keep comparing it to my favorite sitcoms and comedies because that's what I have right now. But like the dinner party episode of The Office is like really dark sometimes where they show Michael Scott has doesn't sleep on the bed with Jan. He has like a dog bed at the foot of the bed like and or like an ottoman that he sleeps on is like, look it's perfect. I fit on like fit like right like this. And like, there are some points of that, like dark comedy in scrubs, but it's really just drama. Um, sometimes I appreciate the dark comedy more than the drama, but I'm very glad we did this episode. Cause I probably would not have gone and watched scrubs. Um, maybe I would have knowing that it's on Hulu and Amazon prime now, but I really appreciate you guys kind of, getting me back into it as like, you know, everybody should be watching this show because it's, it's one of the better, one of the best comedies and dramedies that came out during that two thousands time. Um, so thank you, Robert. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. This was great. Of course. Yeah. Um, shall we, any final words on scrubs? I feel like, again, we could talk for three hours, but <laughs> no, I'll, um, I'll let us wrap up. Yeah. I'm looking at the time as well. Um, Thanks, Robert. Yeah. Thank you for letting us wrap up. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. No, just... <laughs> Adam and I will Scott. be on for a couple more hours. So feel right. Yeah. You guys can do your own. Like this will be for the Patreon members. You can do your own little yeah. scrubs episode <laughs> to get to bed. <laughs> um, but uh, if Robert, if you want to stick around, do you want to do recommendations with us? Well, I do have a quick question. So okay, I, please. I apologize if you guys have already recommended this, but have you all watched Ted Lasso yet? Yes. Oh, that's what I. Fuck, that's what I mean to talk about. Ted Lasso. All yes. By Bill Lawrence. Incredible show. Um, oh my God, that was good. Similar in my opinion. So it, it does get dark. Well, I think it's more dramatic, but there's a lot of it that's very similar to Scrubs and it kind of feels mm-hmm. like Scrubs did. Um, and Zach Braff directed an episode. So I think that's incredible. Um, and then other recommendation of something I just started was Pokemon Indigo League is on Scrubs. Or uh, sorry, is on Netflix. <laughs> sorry, it's getting a little late. 
Um, and so I just started to rewatch that. I haven't watched that since I was a kid. Um, it doesn't so hold up, but it's still pretty good. It's been on Netflix for a while, I think. And I only, the only reason I say it is because I've already rewatched that season. <laughs> <laughs> wait, all right, hold on. So, wait, your recommendations, Robert, are Ted Lasso and Pokemon Indigo League. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I want to talk about Ted Lasso a little bit. Um, cause we, we like flew through that first season. I'm, it's an Apple TV show. If you're not anybody who's not aware, as Robert said, written and produced and created by Bill Lawrence, the creator of scrubs. Um, and I thought that show was fucking amazing. Um, again, more dramatic than, or dramedy versus like straight comedy, but also some dark comedy at some points. But yes, Adam, if you have not watched Ted Lasso, but fuck that show is good. Um, they don't have a season two out yet and they've already renewed I think the show for season. Nice. But they've already re- renewed it for season three. So right, yeah. I'm super fucking pumped for it. Um, I, I think if, if we hadn't done this episode, would have probably read up more on Ted Lasso and then been like, oh, Bill Lawrence did Scrubs. Like, let's look into Scrubs a little bit. So, no, you probably would have watched Cougar Town, which is the other show that he. Right. You'd be yes. like, gotta watch Cougar Town. <laughs> I love that, <laughs> Courtney Cox. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like Sam Lloyd's in that too. And I think Krista Miller. I've, I've seen a couple episodes, but wasn't into it. So we'll have you back on for our Cougar Town episode, Thank Robert. Nice. <laughs> we can uh, we can talk about uh, Cougar Town and then uh, have a branch off into the show Community, uh, which ooh, um, actually, uh, yeah, I would love to reference this Cougar Town all the time. Into me, <laughs> um, but yes. So Robert, your recommendations are go ahead, say them again, please. Ted Lasso, uh, which Apple TV, and Pokemon Indigo League on Netflix. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Adam, what would you like to recommend? Have you followed any recommendations recently? Uh, sure. I have. (laughs) (laughs) What? Have you watched David Burns American Utopia on HBO Max? No, I haven't yet. Sorry. Hey, Robert, if you're a talking heads fan, watch Robert Byrne, uh, American Utopia on HBO Max. It's amazing. And y'all, uh, share an account, don't you? Uh, yes, <laughs> we do. Adam better not cut me off his HBO Max account for uh, <laughs> recommending American Utopia. Just, just say, just saying. Uh, there are a couple times where I have been able to access my own account that I pay for. <laughs> okay, I, it's only on our TV. It's only on our TV. Um, so that there are a couple of things that like smaller ones. So the Foo Fighters yeah. have a new single out called "No Son of Mine," mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome, and they've released three singles that have that will be on their upcoming album, which is uh, uh, "Shame Shame," which is okay. "No Son of Mine," and then "Waiting on a War," which is really good as well. But "No Son of Mine" I'm, makes me super pumped for the rest of the album. And then I just found uh, a artist called violet orlandi o-r-l-a-n-d-i and she does like really neat uh like evanescence-esque covers of of uh popular rock songs and it's just hmm. it's, like haunting versions of things like uh uh aerials or chop suey from system of a down she does uh oh that was that uh that cover of the toss a coin to your witcher oh yeah uh, sent to you uh you and liz so just think 
I don't know, kind of a little bit quirky, probably not everyone's cup of tea by any stretch of the imagination, but I really enjoyed it. So nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than that, I've been reading some really good books like uh, Software Continuous Delivery, uh, oh, <laughs> Hubble, which is really fascinating to everyone, let me tell you. <laughs> Sounds but, like it. Yeah. Daniel, how about yourself? Um, so I've actually followed some of your recommendations, Adam. Um, I watched, we've watched the entire first season of The Unicorn. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it is more of a safe broadcast network comedy yep. or sitcom versus some of the stuff that I, as maybe listeners can tell that I watch and really like. Um, so if we were to watch it again, it would probably be season t- one season two is done and we can just plow through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I listened to an episode of knowledge fight, that podcast that you recommended last episode. Yeah. Um, and I will probably never listen to it again just because <laughs> it like basically forced me to listen to an episode of Alex Jones. Yeah. And while I appreciate what the hosts are doing, they are just like listening to a clip and then just refuting what Alex Jones is saying, which I already know Alex Jones is a fucking idiot. And like, so I don't know. It's just like, I could not stand listening to Alex Jones and I could not, I did not, the hosts were not likable enough for me to listen to them along with Alex Jones. So I appreciate the recommendation, but, um, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and, and I, I, I got a, a a similar reaction. I can only listen to like an episode once every couple of weeks because it just mm. infuriates me so much. But I, I think the intent behind what their show is trying to do, I think, is really, I think obviously it's really good. Um, but yeah. it's nice to know that, uh, like, clearly, I, yeah, we, we all know Alex Jones is a, is a is an idiot, <laughs> right? Um, but kind of a sense of, cause I actively don't listen to that stuff anyways. So it's like, all right, what, what is the, how can I listen to this or be exposed to the crazy shit that comes out of that guy's mouth without actually listening to his show and yeah. giving him more viewership or more listenership than he deserves. So that, right. that, that was my intent behind that. But. Gotcha. Nice. Um, so my recommendations for this week are going to be podcasts. Um, I know I've recommended it before, but Comedy Bang Bang, of course, always does their best of episodes um, leading up into the new year. And um, <laughs> in our uh, 2020 year roundup, Adam and Braxton gave me some shit for not listening to uh, podcasts that give have a deep enough talk, but Adam, I need you to listen to one specific episode of comedy bang, bang, the best of part four, but they specifically get into for the first 20 minutes. It's, um, Scott Aukerman and Paul F Tompkins talking about specifically Paul F Tompkins doing, cause he used to do ice tea as a character on comedy bang, bang mm, okay. and how going into, like after a while being like, why am I doing this character of ice tea? Like this doesn't feel right anymore. And how he came to the realization of, I should not be doing this character of ice tea. Um, 
So yes, you should listen to that just because just even for the first 20 minutes, I mean, the entire episode is hilarious. Um, but yes, comedy bang, bang episode, uh, best of 2020 part four. Okie dokie. And then keeping with Paul F. Tompkins, he does this, um, show with his wife called stay F Homekins, um, which is just a weekly podcast Paul F. Tompkins does with his wife, Janie Haddad Tompkins, uh, where they just kind of talk. And it's like a very good way to decompress at the end of a week because um, they just like go through their lives in quarantine and kind of talk about life. It's a, it's a very good podcast that started last year that I'm just now getting into. Um, but yes, Robert and... Adam, please listen to Stay Up Homekins and Comedy Bang Bang all the time, but specifically Best of 2020 Part 4. Will do. Yay! Hurrah! Whew, right. We made it. <laughs> well, first, so first of all, Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, Robert, are you asleep? No, thanks for having me. This is a dream come true to join you guys. Wow, you're the first first <laughs> guest who's ever said that to us. Yeah, most of our guests wow. are much more hostile, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially by the end when we've kept them there for two hours. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, Robert, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us. Yes. All right. So yeah, Robert, thanks again. Daniel, uh, do you want to give our listeners a rundown of all the of, of the myriad ways our, our, our fan base can reach us via the social sure. medias? Yes, we are on Twitter at PassionFruitsP2, um, or just search Passion Fruits Podcast. Instagram, Passion Fruits Podcast. Facebook, Passion Fruits Podcast. Uh, Gmail, Passion Fruits Podcast at gmail.com. We have a blog at passionfruitspodcast.home.blog. We have a great series of blog posts that um, written by former guest Liz about her time on the Foothills Trail up there. So check it out. Um, Robert, do you have any plugs that you want to plug, like your your handles? Uh, we do have an improv group in Charlotte. So when COVID oh, yeah. comes back, you can come uh, watch us. Uh, it, it's not you, it's us with the Charlotte Comedy Theater. So eventually come see us uh, do some improv. Nice. It's not you, it's us. us yeah. Improv with Robert. Um, again, it's a single man show. <laughs> the God, that'd be the worst. Show. I'm wearing a mask. Everyone else very far away. And uh, it's actually just Robert acting out scrubs episode. Yeah, the entire episode. <laughs> Even trying to play the music on your guitar. You're like, hold up. Hold yeah. up. <laughs> Carla just. You- oh yeah. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> well, thank you again, Robert. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Adam, as always. Um, good night. Good night. Thanks, guys. Good night. We'll be right back.